Oh my gosh, congratulations. How many years? 27 years at Walmart. Oh wow, Isn't that's that amazing? great. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm so glad that I get to be the coworker to give this to you, but mm-hmm. it's the 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 you know, a Walmart gift, employee <gasps> gift for 27 years. Oh. Exclusive oh Aubrey Plaza for Walmart <gasps> line of no. garter socks you, for you. You knew. <laughs> you knew I was like eyeing that. Like that's so <laughs> Everyone gets his on their 27? Or yeah, and I can think of no better place to give it to you than in the um, uh, hair care aisle, because I know uh, it means so much to you. I wondered why we came here. I was like, we were just here, you silly. Oh, my oh God. you know me. Oh, here comes the manager. Oh, okay, wait. Actually, cool. That's okay. <clears throat> just putting stuff back, manager. Yep, in the aisle. So what's going on here? I see that you have something really fabulous. Oh, oh my God. Did you hear the news? I did. I actually spoke with Aubrey Plaza, and these (gasps) socks have actually been autographed by her. Oh, my gosh. Specifically for you. She's crying right now. (laughs) It's so beautiful. I know. I cannot believe it. Like, I thought... I thought this would take 35 years, and it's 27. Well, I mean, normally we give these out at the 30 year, but Mm -hmm. your incredible performance has just, like, blown me away. And it's also apparently blown Aubrey Plaza away. That's so inspiring. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Should we take a selfie in this aisle? Please. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Hold up the garters. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward podcast, honest talk about young adulthood, the messy, the marvelous, and of course, the mildly awkward. I am one of your co hosts, Corby, and I'm wearing a scarf by DeJour. And I'm your other co host, Maddie, and I'm wearing the Mariah Carey collection for JCPenney. And I'm Hannah, and I'm wearing my chemical romance for JCPenney. <laughs> okay, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today's episode, we are talking about fashion, and we're here with one of our good friends, Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, so tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners. Sure. So I am a graduate student in counseling, and I think like most people, I've had a tumultuous fashion journey from the perils of middle school up until right about now. So um, I go to grad school, which means I try to look a little bit better than I did in undergrad, and that's where we're at. (laughs) Nice. Just to kind of go off of that point, I like to think of my fashion literally being dictated by how many buttons I have on my button-up shirt. Because I, I remember like when I first started wearing button-ups, it was just like I would wear another shirt underneath it, and I'd have it fully unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. Then when I got to high school, I would button just three or four buttons at the bottom. So you have like the deep, deep V thing yeah. like that? <laughs> <laughs> and then now I'm like buttoned all the way up to choke myself, for sure. So Is it like a symbol of entering the workforce and the man buttoning you up or is it more a sign of no i think it honestly like frames you a little better so maybe it's something about you do look pretty you do look very fly in your button-up shirts i will say that (laughs) thank you okay so one of the reasons we had you on this episode today hannah is that we both very much admire your fashion sense and you have some interesting thoughts about fashion and style and stuff like that um so let's just jump in we got some questions for you how did you find your style so, like, how did you get to the point now where you seem to have a really coherent sense of what you wear and how you want to present yourself? What was, talk us through the journey to get there. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was really tough. Um, I think it all started in 2012 when I cut my hair off into a pixie. So I used to have super long hair, like, past my shoulders, just like, but never really felt like it was me and didn't really know what to do about it because I didn't really care. Because I was like in college or, you know, just didn't have a coherent vision of how to do it. And then once I cut off all my hair and had like a really short pixie, I started kind of feeling like myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the the fashion kind of flowed from there a little bit? Kind of. I was still like a very cheap college student. So (laughs) I would like go to Goodwill, you know, and like. Nice. But after, I think it 
once I started finding, like, I didn't realize that women could wear masculine clothes. And once I realized that yeah. I could do that, it kind of changed my life. Um, so right now, I mean, being at a place now where you aren't, you know, just going for the bargain basement anymore, you've had a little more crystallization. What do you think is your favorite, like all time favorite piece that's in your wardrobe right now? Mm, I have a pair of like acid wash mom jeans <laughs> and they are the best. That is not the direction I thought you were going to go yes. at all. I love them. They are like boyfriend cuts. They're like baggy and they're like this velvety, soft, like beautiful, luscious mm. denim. But they're a little bit hip hugging. So I can't like wear them all the time because they don't, yeah. they're not, they're not like jeans you sit in. They're jeans you stand in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and look really good in. <laughs> so that's like my favorite. But like if I had to pick like a standard, actually, I found, I've redid my favorite. So, okay. <clears throat> My favorite thing is this sweater that I have that's, like, big and wooly and gray. I wear a lot of gray. Nice. Like, big, chunky sweater? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Like, there is nothing like a good, chunky sweater, I have to say. Um, (laughs) Where did you get it? Uh, J. Crew Men's. Once I realized I could start shopping in the men's section, my life got a lot better, too. I actually have a men's sweater. Like, one of my favorite big sweaters. It's from, like, Forever 21 or something like that. But, like... Um, it was, oh gosh, what is this tile like Fair Isle or whatever, where it's sort of that embroidery that looks very Christmassy and kind of mm-hmm. Norwegian a little bit and they didn't have any in the women's section. And so I was like, I bet I could get like <laughs> this size in the men's size. And it's one of my favorite sweaters for sure. Yeah. The only problem is like men's cut are for men. So if you got hips, like you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Which is <laughs> <Yes>. me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. An issue I constantly have. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite item of clothing i am like ride or die for maxi dresses if it's long and it's flowy and it looks slightly hippie i will be in that thing mm-hmm. um as i say today in my jeans and black shirt but <laughs> um i have a couple of maxi dresses that i just adore and wear all summer long and into the fall as well yeah i love a good hawaiian shirt but not like hawaiian like straight up hawaiian shirt it's more like how fashionable can I get with a Hawaiian shirt? So like JC Penney's exclusives. Like, <laughs> like, like little John little Bay. hipster like, kind of yeah. Hawaiian shirt. So my shirt. favorite one is that white one that I know you guys have seen me in like, oh, yeah. several yes. times. But uh yeah, I like the like like oh it's like high end Hawaiian or just like floral yeah. but without being like too garish. I like that though because it does bring the floral, which is not something I always see, especially in men's fashion. That's like done really well because either you're like you're you know a middle aged dad at a barbecue or <laughs> you're very avant garde, but it's really hard to pull that off in a way that looks you know like intentional and, and kind of cool. So. I just like the phrase "bring the floral." <laughs> <laughs> it Corby, does bring you the bring floral. the floral. <laughs> Thank you. Again. <laughs> Compliments are rolling today. <laughs> So how would you describe your style in a word or phrase? So, for instance, history professor with a hot date who also sort of wants to go home and hang out with her cats. So, like, a phrase that encapsulates. So, like, for me, I think, as I just jump in in front of our guest, I'll give you some time. I'm stalling so you can think of one (laughs) because we've been talking about this. But I think I would describe my style as business casual, like, hippie earth mother. So, because I, I want to look, you know, somewhat presentable because I am also in the grad program and I need to, you know, present that sort of self, but left to my own devices, it's all maxi dresses and maxi skirts and flowing things and tunics and shawls as I'm literally wearing one right now. Um, so definitely business casual hippie earth mother for me. I don't know how I can compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably say, uh. That one person at that coffee shop buying the cold brew coffee that they charge too much for. (laughs) (laughs) Which you sometimes do in real life, too. I mean, that's my real life. (laughs) (laughs) I would say say Target wannabe is my... (laughs) Wait, okay, unpack that. Target wannabe? (laughs) Wannabe, yeah. So if I could afford Target's clothing, my entire wardrobe would be Target's clothing. Target, oh, interesting. They but do I have some find, cute stuff. I like their shirts. Their button-ups are pretty cool. Yeah. So moving on, I kind of want to talk about, because you mentioned, you know, dipping your toe into male fashion being something that really helped. Do you have any fashion icons, whether that's like people that you know or celebrities or even like characters or eras in time that you think like this is sort of where I pull my inspiration? Mm, that's a really good question. I don't 
follow fashion very much. There was actually, so there was a blogger, I guess, who I sort of turned to. She does like capsule wardrobes. Basically, a capsule wardrobe is like you're very intentional about what you purchase. That way you can use it in many different ways. So it's like basically like the Legos of fashion. Awesome. Yeah, so you can put everything together in different ways and it still looks good. Easier said than done, though. Um, and she was a blogger out of Austin, Texas, who moved to Portland and she put together capsule wardrobes for herself. But then I found the capsule wardrobes for her husband and I was like, this is it. Like, <laughs> made it. So I look a lot to her. Her blog is called Unfancy. Okay, cool. Unfancy. Um, that's really interesting. So, do you have or are you in the process of building a capsule wardrobe? I've tried a bunch, but it's so hard because you have to be so intentional. And like, I don't know how to do fashion, you know, like it takes, I would argue, you know, how to do fashion. <laughs> but. I was very surprised when you guys invited me because <laughs> I always feel like I'm just sort of running along trying to figure out whatever fits on me, which is a challenge. And Oh, that's a whole kettle of fish right there. <laughs> a large kettle of fish that we could just leave there. But essentially... Yeah, I, a lot of, I also really like Ellen Page. <gasps> yes. So my Pinterest inspiration board is just all Ellen Page with like beanies and like yeah. maroon, khakis. Flannels and stuff. Flannels, <laughs> yep. Maroon, yes. I'm all for maroon, navies. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Who is your fashion inspiration, Corby? Mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, so fashion inspiration, it is kind of a tricky question because part of it is like the people that you've talked about so far, which is like, okay, these are people I actually am currently trying to look like. But do you have anyone who's like the fantasy version of like, if I had infinite time and money and Tim Gunn to help me, this is what I would look like or would want to look like? Probably still Ellen Page. Still Ellen Page. She's like so fab. Like, You're living your best life, Hannah. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I want to be her. Her hair looks so good. She does look good. Oh, man. How about you, Corby? But I want like the carefreeness of Chris Pratt, the like look of Johnny Depp. Which is kind of carefree, too, but I want... But this is very, like, curated carefree. Like, Chris Pratt, I think, is someone who would just throw on, like, a really old t-shirt and be okay with it. Like, I'm not not a t-shirt and, like, just shorts kind of guy, but, like, I just want to feel so comfortable with my body that I'm like, yeah, just t-shirt and shorts every day. Johnny Depp, I, I want that, like, look if someone sees me and they're like, is he French? <laughs> is he an artist? Like, like I kind of just want that. Does he own this like, coffee shop? Like, I look a little cooler than I do, you know, just yeah, from yeah, yeah. the way I look. Sort of effortless. The cool. aura. Yes, yeah. the mystery that is around Johnny Depp. There's some, because I'm, you know, an Instagram trash person, so I like to follow a lot of, like, beauty influencers and stuff. Uh, there's this model uh, designer on Instagram named Nadia Abelosan, I think her last name is. Um but she's just gorgeous, and she wears a lot of really interesting kind of vintagey stuff. Aspirationally, I would love to look like Florence Welch of Florence and the Machine. Because, I mean, I'm not that tall, but uh, she is very, like, statuesque. And she always wears awesome, like, jumpsuits and really long, like, flowy sort of cardigan things and long skirts and, like, palazzo pants. And I just love her commitment to, like, really interesting colors and, like, you know, lime green satin on the red carpet and stuff like that. So... She's very cool, and I would love to look like her someday. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all get there. We'll all get the there. next we'll podcast is going to be selves. Johnny Depp, Ellen Page, and Florence Welch <laughs> sitting around this table. Excellent. <laughs> Special thanks to Steve Higgins for composing our theme song. Find him on Facebook at Steve Higgins Music, and follow him on Instagram at steve.higgins. Did you go to prom? Yes. Can you describe your prom dress? That's funny because I think it actually says a little bit about me. Uh, Junior year, well, actually I went freshman year, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, Junior year, I wore this like ridiculous giant red like satin bell gown, which is like so not me. Like you both know. That's like actually hard to imagine you in a giant red satin ball gown. Yes. And it had like a dairy, very deep V with like crystals in the middle of the V. Yeah. No, we're not going to go there. But senior year, this feels a little bit more like me. I went to a vintage store, got an eighties bride made like one shouldered, like powder blue dress yes and then put like a giant like skirt underneath with magenta tool and mm. then encrusted it with like multicolored rhinestones 
That sounds actually really cool. <laughs> it was know, a project. I don't know what any of those words were. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going where? <laughs> you. You did what? <laughs> Trust me, it sounds really cool and fun. Yeah. Um, did you go to prom, Corby? No. No, I did oh. not. But you did. I did, but it was... It, just come down the rabbit hole with me, you guys. Because I went to a homeschool prom when I was a sophomore. Um, so I, yep. So the, the, like the homeschool co-op that I went to and like my sister and I went to the prom that was thrown by them. So it was kind of small and they had like, you know, a little rudimentary dancing lessons ahead of time and stuff like that. But my parents were very much like, I mean, neither of them are from the States originally. So I don't think they quite understood the significance of prom. And they were like, yeah, you can go, but don't buy a dress because that's going to be too expensive. So in all my 15 year old wisdom, I decided to sew a dress and um, I got a pattern for like a skirt and top combo thing that was like full length, but it was like, it looked like something that like the mother of the bride might wear, but (laughs) I thought it was fine. And then I got this like vibrant purple, like satin to do it with. Um, and as I was at prom, the top started coming apart. So, no. <laughs> so that was my brief foray into prom dresses. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a fantastic story now, but it was a little bit like what's happening to me at the at the time. To jump ahead a little bit, so you got married last year, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, what did your wedding dress look like? Uh, wedding dresses are complicated. Um, I don't, so I can tell you what my wedding dress looked like. I actually put down a deposit on a different dress before I bought the one that I bought. Um, but the one that I had was a fabulous crop top, which didn't really win over any favors with my grandparents. Um, <laughs> and it had this giant, giant tool bottom that was not like kerchief style, but it had layers and like volume and it was huge. It was like a two person movement awesome. kind of thing. Did you change for the reception at all? Yeah, I did. I actually had like a little peach tool skirt tool. It's like a theme in my life. Oh, so you kept the same like top on? Yeah, I kept the same top. So it was like high neck, almost like a boat neck, and then like deep in the back. Then for the reception, I just swapped out the bottom because I was like, this thing is monstrous. And it's like great, but you know, you're not practical. And then put on like a little peach skirt and... You know, oh, had too many really cute. shots. <laughs> as as is common with weddings. As you do in a wedding in your crop top. That's fantastic. I do, I think, I mean, your wedding look was really awesome, though. I have seen actual pictures, so it's awesome. It's just hard when you're not a dress person and someone says, like, you need to have a dress because it's a wedding and you're a Right, girl. and it's like this really important dress and stuff, too. Yeah, and I don't like, like, dresses don't feel like me. Like, that was the issue was I'm in a wedding. I'm supposed to be getting married. Shouldn't I feel like me? And right. yeah, they like make wedding pantsuits, but I don't know where to find those. And like <laughs> jumpsuits don't look good on me. So I was like, fine, I guess I ha- I did buy a little bit into like the wedding narrative of as a bride, you must wear a dress. Otherwise, it's not a wedding. But right. That's actually interesting that you say about dresses, because I feel like even with um, sort of more non-traditional weddings, I've almost never seen people like women getting married who aren't in dresses. You know, whether it's sort of just a very casual like courthouse wedding, you always see, and maybe this is just the media and that's what I'm kind of going on, but you always see people in like the cute little vintage dress or mm-hmm. the little maxi dress, but it's always a dress. It's always a dress. There's like, there's a trend now more recently, pantsuits and jumpsuits and, yeah. you know, like wedding ensembles that aren't dresses, but you still can't really get away from the dress. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so if you were to like design a line of like wedding clothes, what would you want to include? Uh, Definitely. I have this vision in my head right now, these like patent leather, black, brogued Oxfords, and then like a cropped with like a very stark pleat down the middle pants that are like kind of like capri pants and they're white. And then this like fabulous crop top that's also white. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds really it's like, cool. It's like menswear I could meets never women's pull wear. Off, yeah. That sounds really cool. I mean, I'm not saying I could either, but this is my line. I'd try it. Corby, do you know any of those words as well? <laughs> I like <laughs> it went right over my head. No. But I got some of it. I can yeah. I know the crop top. I yep. can imagine that. Yeah. And then when you said light capri pants, I was like, oh, light capri pants. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm there, awesome. I'm there. Is the first thing you said were shoes? Shoes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like, don't know what we're doing. Like, like, those like are for your feet, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, broguing the is the, the detail on the... So, like, when you look at, like, fancy oh. Oxford shoes, broguing is, like, those little dotty patterns on it. Oh, gotcha. that makes sense. 
Yes, we're obviously really well-versed in fashion. <laughs> this is why you're the expert. Those little dot things, yes. Thank you for tuning into our podcast about fashion that you can learn from. <laughs> Does your partner have anything that they wear that you absolutely hate? No, actually. So my oh. spouse is actually very fashionable. He kind of actually inspired me to be fashionable because mm-hmm. when I met him, he was in the process of building sort of like a timeless... Is it was he building a capsule wardrobe? So he wasn't building a capsule wardrobe, but he he is of the philosophy of if you're going to spend the money, like invest it by one thing, use it for ten years. And I was of the fast fashion forever twenty one, right? The sort of like this will be out of style in three months. Three months, yeah. So I was so used to like having a huge wardrobe that would be constantly be recycled. So it was kind of like a a total mind shift of get investment pieces. So like that's what I work yeah. on is investment pieces. But thinking of things that, like, the only thing, sorry if you're listening, the only thing I can think of is, like, he has these t-shirts from high school from his volleyball team. Oh. He's turning 29. Is it, like, bumming around the house, like, I'll just wear my high school volleyball t-shirt? I mean, we went out to get a beer and he wore it, so. <gasps> no! I know. <laughs> oh, no! But let, let the record stand. He's incredibly fashionable. Okay. So. I feel like that's how some people might feel with my fraternity shirts or things like that. I'm like wearing Sigma Chi and it's like, mm, how long ago, buddy? <laughs> but for you, it's like, it's what does that be, like a year ago? Two years ago for you yeah. now? Yeah. It's like high school when you're 29. It's like a decade ago. I mean, it is impressive that he still like fits into all of that. Yeah. It's not impressive enough, apparently. <laughs> you still shouldn't wear it. You heard it here first. Yeah, so we'll be having a volleyball t-shirt burning party at <laughs> just down the street, Minneapolis. Uh, if you could design a print to wear on your clothes, so um, for instance, a watercolor succulent or avocado half or a cat. Just any sort of like print. Yeah. yeah. What oh. would you, how would you design? That? No doubt. Saguaro cactus. Say what now? Saguaro cactus, you know, Ooh, those what is with that? like the little arms. Oh, yeah. Like when you think cactus, that's the cactus you think of. That's what yeah. it's called. And I want a white button up shirt with a collar, short sleeves, and a little itty bitty cactuses. <gasps> all that over sounds it. really cute. That sounds really cute. I could see you wearing that too, Corby. I feel like you would rock yeah. that as well. I definitely love that. We could like have twinsy shirts. <laughs> this would be our thing. Next time we're in this podcast, we all should wear this shirt. <laughs> It's our thing. We trademarked it. Don't use it. (laughs) (laughs) So relating to what we were talking about with, you know, like jeans that you like or whatever it ends up being, do you have a sense of like what your body type is or do you dress to your body type? Like, do you have this idea of this is my body type? I have to dress to it. Or do you kind of reject that idea? I would definitely say I reject that idea. My philosophy is like, you do you. So, like, you can wear whatever you want so long as you feel good in it. Like, I don't care what you look like. It should make you feel good about being you. So. Yeah. So, do you have, like, what do you think about the idea of problem areas, for example? Ugh. That's how I feel about that. There are no such thing as problem areas. Yeah. No. Okay. (laughs) There. I'm not even sure what a problem area is. You mean, like, tummies? Yeah, or if someone's like, you know, I don't like my upper arms. Those are my problem areas, so I always need to wear sleeves. Stuff like that. Or I don't like my legs. That's my problem area. So I wear long pants. That makes me feel sad. That's what it makes me feel. I was like, I mean, so I've come on this journey of like loving my body and it's gone through lots of changes and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But like, especially I love following like the body positive people on Instagram. Yeah. Body positive panda. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't, but I I will after this. Well, she's fabulous. (laughs) And it's a lot of just like. You know, your body does so much for you. Like you get to wake up every day. It moves you around. It helps you think it has feelings. Everything your body does for you, like you need to be grateful for that. Also, your body's fabulous. So just wear whatever you want. Yeah, that's awesome. I really like that. I just think I just wish I was like at that stage of my life where I'm like, just wear whatever and kind of enjoy it. And the good thing being now that I live with the roommates, I do. We're all so comfortable with each other that it's you can look like whatever and doesn't matter. Like if you could see my hair right now, <laughs> it's like this hat is perfectly covering up the mess that I've been wearing for four <laughs> days straight, but I'm at home. So I don't really care. Once you start surrounding yourself with people who also are just like, just love yourself, you know, you start loving yourself. But I feel like it's been such a journey where That's I'm like true. trying to put on this, like, yeah, no, like, this is what I look like. Or, right. Like, this yeah. is how I, like I'm trying no, to I be totally. an ideal mm-hmm. person. or something. Like the ideal version of yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
you know, relate to that. I think it's still, I still struggle with that a lot, especially when I'm like, you know, the first few days of our grad program or like meeting someone new or interviewing or going on a date. Like I just, I just, I'm like, oh, I have to cover all these things or accentuate all these things. But yeah, once I get to know people well enough, I'm like, hello, I'm in workout pants and a tank top. Come into my home. <laughs> well, and it, like Corby said, it's a journey. Like it's taking me a long time to get here and I'm not even at the finish. You know, like these are, it's like aspirational and not in the sense that like we can't achieve it. It just like takes work because there's a lot working against people like loving who they are. So, and I think fashion yeah. definitely does play yes. a part into that. Yes. I guess the ultimate win would be just like being a nudist. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. You're like so once you're a nudist, you have accomplished it. Like you've, body you've, positivity out the like. That's you know, true. <laughs> you just gotta worry about sunscreen. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like what kind of sunscreen are you wearing? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's 50, your fashion thing. Only. <laughs> the only store in the nudist quality is a sunscreen store or something. <sighs> hey, mildly awkward fans! It's almost Halloween. To celebrate, we want to hear your spookiest stories and wild Halloween lore. Write us at mildlyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com or give us a message on our Facebook page. You might hear your story featured on our Halloween episode. Every episode we like to look at headlines relating to millennials and kind of connect it and talk about them and see how, what, what we think of them in terms of are they relatable, do they make sense, uh, then maybe compare them to some other times that were whatever, but... The first one being Millennial Fashion Lessons You Need to Know to Succeed by MillennialMarketing.com. And their first point is that fashion is social media. So just like that idea that we're guiding our fashion by how it's presented in social media. This shift from asking a friend about how to be fashion forward or about certain fashion trends, but instead goes to fashion blogs or... Oh, looking like at Instagram like, influencers and yeah. stuff. And if you can imagine just like how how much we see like on TV now where we're like modeling like Rachel from Friends is like the <laughs> best. Like I have to have my hair like hers or whatever the case may be. So it's like we're just all moving. Well, I don't personally. but <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, Corby. You want to have the Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a lot of times people will comment on my hair back before the weekend cut his hair again but it's like oh your hair is like the weekend like you look like the weekend because of your hair oh interesting and it's like i i would also get compliments like you're trying to model your like hair and hair like uh, outfits too like after the weekend and i'm like no i just happen to kind of look like this guy <laughs> and i have like like tall hair like <laughs> it's like that I'm does not... seem a little racist for people to say that to oh, you oh yeah definitely okay <laughs> i'm glad we cleared that up I was at a store one time and the person checking me out and the line was like kept looking at me and I was like, oh, why is she staring at me? And then she just like stops checking me out and is like, are you the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. But I, in that moment, I'm like, yes. You know, like, <laughs> like this is the coolest moment of my life. Oh but, my gosh. You know. That's fantastic. So what do you guys think of that? Like in terms of how is fashion being guided for the millennial age? I mean, I definitely see what where they're coming from, saying that, you know, the influences are coming from very different places. But I kind of like that, honestly. Like, like, as you were saying, Hannah, seeing someone's capsule wardrobe and then having it just click with their husband's ca capsule wardrobe. Like, that's an experience that we get to have now in this internet age and be able to, to find and seek out people who we really do want to emulate. So instead of saying, my options are you know, my sisters, my mom, and the mannequins at the store sort of thing. Like, there's this whole different world of ways to express yourself. And I don't know, I really like that. I would agree. I think that having more, like, access to a wider variety of role models. For me, I really am drawn to, like, androgynous style, which is not presented in the mainstream media. So, like, having people wear what I want to wear and then post it, it's like, oh, I'm not the only one. Like, I'm not crazy for wanting to look like right. this. Like, here's five other people who want to do that. But then the problem, I think, the flip side with having social media so intertwined with fashion is I feel like, I'm not sure if this is real or perceived, but it feels there's people have to, like, up their game now. You really got to oh, look yeah, good. Oh, yeah, you don't have any excuse to, no, <laughs> to because, not like, look good. Everybody's looking good. Yeah. At, you know, you're constantly bombarded with people who are, like, manicured and, like, dressed to the nines. And, like, if you're not that... It might feel bad. Oh, absolutely. That's a really good point. Well, just going on to the second point.
point of this article. Fashion is personal and personalized. So instead of touting name brands, they're more focused on just like finding things that look like them or fit their personality. Uh, but I do like this quote. It was like 25% of millennials agreed with the statement, I've lost my identity because I am a dad. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Like, wait, wait, like, wait. What? Yeah, that's from 25% of millennials from this study say that that's something they identify with. So I just think that's like an interesting thing too, just because like the gender role of that, where I feel like moms yeah. would be the ones who like, I've lost my identity or because I'm like right. a mother. Or like, or, I look like a soccer mom now or yeah. mom jeans or yeah. like... I just always think of Allison from Orphan Black, like her just like suburban mom persona mm-hmm. is so distinct. I mean, it makes sense. Like I remember, well, this is about more like the dressing who who you are as opposed to like what you're wearing. Like I remember, I don't know if it was just like a middle school thing or like an era of the times, but like Von Dutch trucker hats. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Juicy Couture. <laughs> velvet oh. track suits. Oh my gosh, with did like you? rhinestone writings. Yeah. See, oh, that yeah. is one piece of social, like pop culture that did trickle into my brain oh, as a young person. Because <laughs> as I've said before on this podcast, I am a time traveler in terms of pop culture because I was homeschooled for so many years and I just started to encounter the world in like middle of high school so i just like the idea of you coming down to your living room to do class and you're wearing like it's <laughs> like full track this suit. juicy on the butt, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's how we do Matthew. I can't name brands that aren't just old. Like FUBU comes to my mind because I saw something on Twitter. They're like, this artist is wearing FUBU and now like people want to wear it again. But it's like, I, I can't think of brands today that like my friends would be wearing. Like I jokingly oh. say St. John's Bay, which is a JCPenney's exclusive <laughs> because they make clothes that kind of like fit my body type. And I'm like, I love these clothes, but yeah. I cannot, like, I can't imagine knowing what someone else wears. I don't know. Do people Oh, interesting. Track? Right. Like, I don't know if someone's like, oh, this is Dolce & Gabbana or whatever. Right. I mean, we're grad students. We can't really afford <laughs> Dolce & Gabbana. We're biased. Sorry. This is goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's, I mean, I especially try to buy things without logos or labels on them just because. Right. I don't know. It just feels like there's something... Almost like you want people to know what you're wearing like when you have a logo. the status symbol of saying, like, this is my Armani suit. Did I mention it was Armani? Yes, you know? exactly. And it's like, I'd rather just have clothes that are on my body, not like, I want them to send the message that I want them to send instead of being like, hey, y'all, this is right. Dolce & Gabbana. And I wonder, too, like, the influence of, like, I feel like our era, our, our generation is very, like, we want vintage, we want Goodwill. And so it's, like, that push, you're not going to get an amazing thing at Goodwill, but it's, like, it's mine, it's personal. It's, it's like, more unique or something. Yeah, yeah it, like, it has went, more character to it than right. something off the rack. Yeah, I definitely yeah. see that. I was thinking just about, like, you know, the idea of curated fashion or, you know, something more unique. Have you, either of you guys ever heard of, like, those boxes like subscription Mm. boxes that they like you answer a bunch of questions and then they pick out clothes for you every month yeah i almost got one really yeah like what was i was gonna get stitch fix because i felt so exasperated with trying to figure out what to wear because i was just like at this crossroads of like i know my vision i know what i want to look like kind of but i have i've never really been very good at this and i don't know what i'm doing and i don't even know where to shop please just send me a box this is your job i didn't end up doing it though I don't know why. Just kind of happened. Interesting. I kind of want to talk to someone who's done that. Have you ever done something like that, Corby? Well, I signed up for Bombfell, which is probably the same exact thing. And then when it got down to the like pricing stage, it was when I dropped out because oh, I was yeah. like, for two hundred dollars, you're gonna send me three shirts and two pairs of pants. I'm used oh. to like going to Old Navy and getting like the jeans on sale for fifteen, you know. And I'm right. Yeah. I just like I don't need expensive stuff. I also know it'll last longer, most likely, yeah. and it's tailored to me. And I don't. That's have to the thing. The work, it's like, and it's hard because, like, you know, we are all grad students, but it's hard to sort of sometimes think I have fifteen dollars now for these jeans that are going to last me four months versus you know mm-hmm. sixty bucks for a really nice pair or a hundred bucks for a really nice pair. You can tell I don't wear, buy nice jeans all that often because I'm like fifty dollars. She's wearing a fur coat right now. <laughs> literal mink head just on my shoulder (laughs) find the mildly awkward podcast on itunes subscribe for new episodes dropping every monday and leave us a rating and a review so what first off what are your shirt and pants maximums my pants i'll probably spend 150 dollars on 
So, because, like, I bought a pair of Madewell jeans, like, not on sale, Mm -hmm. and I wore them, like, every day for two and a half years. So, like, if you do the the math, like, it works works out in your favor. Mm -hmm. So, I tend to, like, it hurts my heart a little bit, though, because I grew (laughs) up on Old Navy. But I'll I'll usually tend to go on the upper end of pricing, so like one fifty for pants, maybe like seventy five dollars for a shirt. But I need to be certain that like it looks good on me, it feels good, it's like high quality, the stitching's good, the fabric's good, like it's gonna be timeless. Right. That's a very different, I guess, um, process for shopping though than the sort of more fast fashion type thing where you can mm-hmm. think, I'm just gonna buy these eight shirts for fifty bucks and some of them are gonna work and some of them will fall apart. But it's it's a very different thing to say like, no, this is an actual investment. Yeah, and actually, honestly, it's made shopping really unpleasant, to be completely honest. Because now, so, like... Wait, the change to, like, getting yeah, really nice pieces? Yeah, the change to getting the really nice pieces. Because, like, think about it before, where, like, if I had 20 bucks to block, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to get whatever I want. And now I have to, like, make sure it fits, make sure it looks good on me, <sighs> go to a bunch of different stores to find, like, the one blue shirt that fits, and then take it to a tailor. Wow. So it's really not fun. I hate shopping now. <laughs> but you do look good. So Thank you. That. It's but worth it. There, I mean, there was the rule that, like, I was trying to read about, like, how to be sustainable in my clothing. Because also, like, fast fashion is also sort of like a social issue. Right. It's really bad for the environment and yeah. people. And, and people. And just lots of stuff. So the, the rule that I read was you should really be investing in your investment pieces. And, like, when you want to be, quote, fashionable, you can go to, like, Forever 21. You can go to H&M, like, buy those things that are not going to be be fun in season so like you're like neon crop top you can still have it just like don't spend as much money on it but like if you want to get a white t-shirt actually spend the money because you're gonna wear it all the time get a thousand dollar t-shirt from the yeezus line absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i have one of those i stole it (laughs) oh man all right so hannah since we're in here in our studio with you a fashion expert as of course you are um, we have some questions that were written in by listeners who are 100% real and definitely wrote into us uh, with their fashion questions that we're going to give to you to impart your expert wisdom. Okay? Sounds good. All right. So this comes from Bootylicious in Brooklyn. I was recently in a freak boogie boarding accident, and I have to wear a boot on my foot for the next six weeks. However, I am also very into fashion. I want to look good. What are some of the ways I can dress up my boot to still reflect my awesome sense of style? Glitter. (laughs) So we need sequins. We need glitter. We need cat stickers. We need like rainbow Sharpies. Like we're going to make it good. Oh my gosh. So really just go for the high shine. Oh yeah. Like everyone knows you're wearing a boot. So right. If they're looking at it, make it look good. That's true. You're not going to disguise the fact. You're not going to wear something that's like, what's that? Is that a boot? It's going to be like, is that a fabulous boot? Yes. Just owning it. I can already imagine like being like the topic of the party. Like everyone's just like, she's so confident. Like, (laughs) well, what if? Okay, if you went on like a Tinder date or something like that, and your date showed up with a bedazzled boot, would that not be the most fun thing to talk about? Oh yeah, conversation piece. And then if you include like different types of stickers, like (laughs) they can reflect your interests, like. Oh, you know, yeah. I would put dog stickers and D&D stickers. <laughs> Those would be my interests. So where do we draw the line? Because I'm thinking, like, if you came and had, like, a Bernie sticker on your <laughs> on your boot, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Like, not that I am I would be anti-Bernie. I'd be like, cool. But it's still just like, is that fashion? Or you should is... kind of focus on, like, animals and like, puppies. <laughs> Stuff that's more about your personality and not just your political views. As boot fashion. As our the, expert says. The car is for the political views. <laughs> your boot is for the animals and the glitter. Okay, so here's this next question for you. Uh, about two years ago, my grandmother passed away. She was a huge influence in my life, and I do miss her very much. One of the things that she passed down to me was her love of the color purple. Uh, every outfit that she wore had at least one purple item featured. I want to do this. Uh, I want to do the same thing, but I don't really know how to wear purple in my everyday life, like with different colors and patterns to go with my purple centric outfits. Help. And that is from Purple is the New Black in Oregon. My expert advice, because I am an expert, let me remind all of you, uh, just do it. Yeah. Just do you. Like, what do you have that's purple? Put it on. Do you have like a purple hat? Put it on. Do you have purple sunglasses? Put it on. Literally just like be purplicious. Like that's what we're going for. <laughs> when you said just do it, I thought you were going to go with pair it with Nike clothing only. <laughs> only Nike <laughs> only and purple. Nike. We are also sponsored by Nike. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
like to be a little bit serious to this very real uh, conundrum, <laughs> like fashion is. I'm so glad you're taking this as seriously oh, yeah. as we are. No, I mean, this is for real. It's like, I need to help this person <laughs> with my expert ideas. Uh, I feel like fashion is more like an attitude. Like it doesn't matter what you wear, like just own it own it and do it. So I think that's like what I was trying to go with, with your purple hat, purplelicious self. Like if you love purple, if it means something to you, wear it and then just own it. If you have the attitude to match, like it doesn't matter what you put on your body. Yes, that's great. That's our sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, I have always been known as the one guy who wears that one black shirt and I want to change it up. I'm not sure what other colors I would like because I've only worn this one black shirt, but what should be my next steps to finding a new wardrobe? This comes from Dat One Shirt in Alaska. Oh, Dat One Shirt in Alaska. So we're going to have to think about weather with you since you're in Alaska. But generally speaking, like, what is it about black that you like? Like, does it go with everything? Is it because you're sort of like, I don't know, morose and it reflects like your outlook on life? Like, what is it about the black shirt that you love? And where do you want to go? Who are you trying to be? Like, do you want to be fancy? Like, do you want to be Frank Sinatra? Who do you want to be? And then, like, find them. Find your style icon and then, like, find the thing that you like the most that they wear and then find it and buy it and put it on yourself. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Advice. I'm glad you kept in mind, you know, weather. Because, yeah, Alaska wearing that one shirt. That's got to be I mean, cold. That's, that's got to be cold. That's, yeah, exactly. There's multiple problems with this <laughs> <laughs> that we're solving. <laughs> okay. Is it... an Another question here. My family is getting ready for a family photo shoot and we're struggling to come up with a unified look for everyone to wear. We know we want everyone to be wearing the same like outfit, but everyone in my family has very different styles. I would describe myself as business casual soccer mom. My husband's style is metrosexual lumberjack. Our son is very grunge and our daughter always wears pink and worships the movie Legally Blonde. What are some things we can wear that will make everyone happy? And that's from Not So Kodak Moment in Pennsylvania. My first thought, just like it came to me, was denim. Denim <laughs> everywhere. So we need like denim shirts, denim undershirts. Like if you could actually get like a denim tank top because I'm, you know, I heard grunge. Grunge is denim. Like I heard soccer mom. Soccer moms are jeans, you know, like legally blonde. She was all pink, but like denim, right? She would love jeans. So like we need denim and we need a lot of it. Otherwise, like if you like for some reason, if you can't find denim tank tops, do plaid. But like big plaid. So plaid and denim? Yeah, like big pink plaid. Because like that'll appease your daughter. <laughs> and then grunge. Grunge is still plaid, but like make and it big. And the lumberjack. Yeah, the and the lumberjack. So well. that was like my idea was like tying all that together. Like denim and plaid or denim, denim plaid, question mark? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys are going to look so good in this picture. No one that's will amazing. forget. <laughs> that too, for good or for ill. <laughs> Have a question, suggestion for a topic, or maybe you just need some mildly awkward advice. Shoot us an email at mildlyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, so we've talked about this a little bit because a main source of inspiration, I think, for a lot of people is the media. So like movies and TV shows, maybe celebrities, but I kind of want to ask you guys, when it comes to movies and TV specifically... Are there any like standouts or sinners, if we're going to be like very e-network here, <laughs> standouts and sinners in the movie and TV industry in terms of like the costume design? Like for me, for example, I deeply love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love that show so much, but my goodness, her fashion is so dated. It's like, oh gosh. Oh, Buffy, honey. Um, there's a lot of, you know, like rhinestones and belly shirts and low rise jeans and very 2000s looking, but so that wouldn't be like a standout for me. Well, I, the first thing that came to my head because we were just watching it, well, I was watching it with my roommate last night, but True Blood, how early on in the show they do they do stick to like, it's hot as heck because it's summertime and these so characters Louisiana, are right? like, yeah, so it's like Louisiana summertime, so they're all wearing like ugly tank tops with like high shorts and it's like, every, everyone just looks real natural, but as the show goes on, you can tell they're like, okay, let's step up the fashion. So everyone's like, beautiful jackets, or like, they're wearing like, cardigans with these dresses, and I'm like, yeah, that was not in your wardrobe before. Like, there's no way that you bought these new clothes in between like, killing yes. vampires, you know? Like, <laughs> which is a, I think a Buffy offender in the sense that like, how do you, 
how do you get this wardrobe? Like, how do you have a constant? Right, because like, at the beginning, you... she's like a high school student who's yeah. killing vampires. Oh, I know Buffy. <laughs> Personally. Honestly, since I'm a graduate student, I don't do a lot of TV watching or movie watching. Um, also, the movies that I watch are usually, like, not very fashionable. I mean, like, right now, the first thing that came to mind, and I can't explain why, is True Detective. Maybe because you said something with the word true in it. <laughs> but, like, sort of like a southern... I think I'm, like, a really big fan for suits. So, like, people in well-tailored... Yeah suits do either of you guys watch mad men because anytime someone thinks of suits people go oh mad men that's like the best mm-hmm. you know no i, I haven't i haven't though. seen it but in my connect so i have weddings to go to this is totally off topic but like i have weddings to go to in in the in the fall and people who are like me who don't like wearing dresses like your options for like wedding wear very slim so i was like trying to find a tailored suit but like I tried on a powder blue linen suit and it was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> like that could go either way. That could either be like, oh my gosh, powder blue linen suit that looks awesome, or it could be like, are you from the eighties going to prom again with like ruffles? Yeah. So that was my thought. I was like, I'm gonna look like this fabulous tropical, like luxurious, you know, suit wearing person. So <laughs> nice. the motto, the moral of the story is like, if you're gonna get a suit, get it tailored. Like the people on True Detective. And mm-hmm. most TV shows, I bet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just because you mentioned it earlier, but you, you, you've never seen Orphan Black, have you, Hannah? Mm-mm. So it's about, spoiler alert, it's about clones. That of, is literally the premise of the whole I know, show. <laughs> I know. But I feel like the first time I saw it, I didn't really know for sure what oh, was I it see. about. It's this one actress playing 12 different characters, not at the same time. Right? They come in and out or whatever, but... It's like their ability to make this actress look completely different with makeup and hair and mm. like clothing without like, oh, we gave her a prosthetic nose. It's like they're identicals. And obviously her acting is fantastic. But mm-hmm. I appreciate there because just because they stick to like styles for the characters. Right. It's like one character's <gasps> always style. like I love her yeah, style. She's like oh, she's, she's basically your style. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have like the soccer mom who does wear like turtlenecks or uh, puffy coats and like, like her turtleneck puffy vest combos, which are so iconic. I definitely think in terms of like dated fashion in movies and TV, um, I will say I think Friends actually did a really good job of their fashion and a lot of it still holds up. Like, for example, a lot of what Monica wears, I think is really cute. Maybe not Phoebe as much, even though I do like her sort of hippie vibe. <laughs> but I think that ended up looking more dated, but they did a good job with that. Okay, so we were definitely ragging on celebrities earlier with, you know, Mariah Carey for JCPenney and stuff like that. If a celebrity was to make a line of fashion, who would you want to design that and would you wear it? And you can't say Ellen Page because you already said it. I was like going to say things. Ellen Page. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so hopelessly out of touch with pop culture. So maybe that means I'm just, you know, I don't know what that means. But maybe there's that one model person. Carla Devine, Devine, the brows. Carla Delavine. Yes, yes. There we the go. The brows. I know. I brows. as soon as you said that. <laughs> she. I don't know. She seems pretty fierce. Whoever designed the line would have to be fierce. They would have to uh, design things that could be worn for different types of people yeah. and different types of bodies, and probably yes. like less is more. But then also, like with some prints, maybe. Like cactus yes. print, bring in that. Cactus print. <laughs> I am like really in love with that idea of doing a cactus print. Yeah. Down like, white shirt. Like this person would be fierce and they it would be like a little bit of like skater person, a little bit of like minimalist, high business exec, a little bit of like also like coffee shop owner. Like there would be a lot of things going on, but it would be, it would be unified. I would definitely buy from that line. That sounds <laughs> awesome. If it ever exists. Oh my gosh, please, Carla, <laughs> Carla <laughs> listen to our podcast and make us these clothings. <sighs> Are we saying her name right? I think it's Cara. I definitely said Carla just a Is second it Cara? Ago. Cara, Cara. Delevingne. I think it's Delevingne. I'm sorry. Cara. I'm like 30% sure that that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still like us? <laughs> <laughs> please give us your clothes. Um, I mean, I could probably predict this, but what is your view on like, I guess the phrase like dressing your age? I'm sure I can probably guess of like what your response would be (laughs) so this is funny because i just heard an npr interview with an instagrammer called batty winkle so (laughs) what is what is wait wait wait, you can't leave that name there (laughs) who is batty winkle giving time for the listeners to look them up yeah no i like honestly suggest that you look it up right now because batty winkle is like 88 
and wears like rainbow sparkle hot pants unicorn platform shoes. Yeah, I've, I I think I followed that for a while. <laughs> yeah, so I just like I don't personally I don't want to be that person that ends up feeling like beholden to my age. Like long like older women can't have long hair. Like you have to you know any of these rules are arbitrary. Like fashion in and of itself is arbitrary. Culture is arbitrary. It's like something that we all decided kind of unconsciously to say like this looks good, this doesn't. So like the rule about dressing your age is dumb. You can do whatever you want. Like, Batty Winkle, I mean, she's famous. Did you? I can't find her. Hold on. I'll find her after the, after the <laughs> So show. it's totally, and yeah, I think you can wear whatever you want. It should just make you feel good about you. So, like, yeah. if the, if your clothes happen to match what your age is and it makes you feel good, then, like, do that. You can do whatever you want. Just make sure it feels like you. Make sure it makes you feel good. And hopefully it's quality. Yeah. So self-expression in, in a way that's authentic yes authenticity and genuineness is absolutely i think that's definitely something we could use more of just in the fashion world in general because there's a lot of emphasis on oh are you wearing the wrong thing are you wearing at the wrong time or in the wrong size or in the wrong way and just thinking you know bringing it back to being comfortable and being authentic is it's a really good message makes me think of kanye west so it's like selling those t-shirts for a lot of money it's like it's a t-shirt like you can do whatever you want with this t-shirt but he is like number one like I, I would never wear that T-shirt around him. Like is that, <laughs> because I'd be so afraid that I'm like, am I wearing it wrong? You know, and it's oh, like it's just yeah. a T-shirt. But yeah. he seems, and him and Kim seem so like where they cannot step out of the house with just like let's just chill. You know, it's always like they step out with a thousand dollar outfits. That is true. But I'm like, you know, you can't promote this image of like this is just you. You know, it's just chill. Yeah. But also be like, no, it needs to be like a billion dollars and you have to always look great and have your makeup on and do all this stuff. So, I mean, in some way that is their career. Like, for example, Kim Kardashian West just came out with a line of beauty products for like KKW and it's all about contouring because that's she made that famous, you know. Um, so I definitely can see how having been on TV for 10 years with the fiercest contour of all time, she sold out of her contour kits in literally three hours, like all of them. And I get that. But I also definitely think it's important to say, you know, be comfortable and authentic. Like, it's okay to take a day off and, you know, not wear a billion dollar outfit. Well, I mean, that's the thing a lot, I think, with makeup these days. Like, makeup is kind of controversial right now. Mm. Um, And I think even, like, within the sphere of people who wear makeup there are a lot of differing opinions about, like, what does makeup mean? Yes. Like, like, is it feminist to wear makeup or not to wear makeup? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a question, like, and, and then and then if you are the type of person to wear makeup, like, what does that say about you? Like, it just seems like everything is a statement about something. Yes. And, like, you can wear makeup and still be fabulous and still be feminist and still absolutely love yourself. Like, you, you just enjoy makeup. But then there are other people, I don't know. Yeah, no, the judgment does always come down, though, as being like, you know, how dare you be authentic and happy and all of this, but... And also wearing makeup. And also like, wearing makeup. forbid. Right, exactly. Or wearing whatever fashion you want to, absolutely. A big thank you to our sponsor, Acacia Counseling and Wellness, for your peace of mind. Find them online at www.acaciacw.com. That's A-C-A-C-I-A-C-W dot com. So on the subject of being non-judgmental, it's time to get really judgmental because <laughs> we have a we have a game we like to play on our podcast called Deal Breakers, uh, where we talk about you know if you're going out with someone or I guess I don't want to say in this case would you leave your husband over this but like um, or leave your spouse over this but all things being equal, let's pretend you're single and you're going out with someone and everything else is fine except for this one thing. Mm-hmm. Would this be a deal breaker? So that's kind of how the game is set up. Okay. Okay. So they wear socks with sandals. It depends on the sandals. Crocs. <laughs> Deal breaker. <laughs> I was going to say, like... Birkenstocks? Did you know, like... So I found this out. Those Adidas slip-on sandals with high tube socks is on vogue right now. So, like, technically the person might be, like, really up on their fashion, but Crocs is... Wait, like, the sort of, like, the bro-y kind of basketball shorts. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would be a deal breaker for me as well. (laughs) So, yes, deal breaker all around. Just all of them. How about you, Corby? Deal breaker for Crocs, for sure. How about, like, something like Birkenstocks? 
Uh, not a deal breaker, but Crocs, yes. That's probably the only Crocs, yes. How about or, Crocs without socks? Just Crocs also themselves. Also a deal breaker. Deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> I was even imagining like thong sandals, but they have socks on, so it makes them oh, like have the So that was my first thought. That's yeah. what I was asking. About. So that's a deal breaker too. That's also really gross. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. How about this? So this would be for a dude, not like that you're a dude, but like for a, a male person that you're dating or whatever. Ninety uh, percent of their wardrobe is graphic tees, um, and they're some of them are cute or vintage or whatever, but they're like all graphic tees, and they pair it with fairly nice jeans. But they basically have a one button-down shirt and one other pair of slacks. Basically, 90% of the time, they're wearing a graphic tee and jeans. That's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, what if they really invested in that other shirt and the other pants, and they are awesome pants? <laughs> and then also, what if they have, like, really classy graphic tees? What is a classy graphic tee? I don't know. Is it, like, a graphic tee with, like, the, the Gucci logo on it? <laughs> That's, like, the opposite of classy, actually. <laughs> Never mind. It's <laughs> a huge Gucci it's a, logo. It's a picture of the Queen of England. You're like, this... Is a classic epic tea. Yeah. Like I was imagining bald eagles like swooping and then like three wolves in a mountain. (laughs) With like a truck and like two crossed American flags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like if they're if most of it is like that, then we're cool. Okay. What about you, man? You have a very specific taste in shirts, apparently. (laughs) Um, I don't think it would be a deal breaker for me. I think it also actually does depend on what the graphic tees are because if somebody has... I don't know, offensive stuff, I guess. That's kind of a no-brainer, but yeah. there's some. I, I enjoy a good graphic tee. I have a Wonder Woman graphic tank top I like a lot right now. So the next deal breaker is they show up to a date in jeans, a black turtleneck, and a camel-colored suede jacket. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I mean, what do they also have, like, a ponytail or something? Like, this is, like, Val Kilmer from the like, 90s. huge glasses as well, like, huge... Oh, you're going for like, you know, a high school chemistry teacher from yeah, the 80s. Like he is probably a murderer as well. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I envisioned when I heard that. Like it, I think on paper that doesn't sound bad at all. That sounds like no. a pretty cool person. But once I add it the depends. glasses. It depends start... on the execution, okay? Because if yeah. it's also like, I don't know. Just no. I think it would depend on the shoes. Like the shoes are going to tell you what that person's about. Cowboy so no boots. Crocs. Sneakers. Oh, no. No. Sneakers, no. (laughs) With that outfit, sneakers would be like, oh, honey. I'm very anti-jeans with sneakers unless it's like skinny jeans. And like I think some outfits like look good that way. What about like Converse or Vans or something? Not tennis shoes, but like. I say yeah because that's like my entire (laughs) (laughs) wardrobe. That's true. (laughs) Not Vans, but definitely like flat shoes that I get from Old Navy for $8. Huzzah. You're what's wrong with fast fashion. (laughs) (laughs) So your husband wants you both to wear bright red Converse shoes with your wedding attire. They will be featured prominently in pictures. I would do it because who cares? Yeah, (laughs) I suppose I should have seen that one coming after the whole... It's just a wedding. I mean, like people care about the pictures. I didn't, whatever. But the red, though, gets me. Like bright red, really? Yeah, so they're like, you're, you're... Spouse would be like, it, it will stand out. It'll People will be able to see it when you're wearing your white dress. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. So so it's not a deal breaker because if I'm marrying this person, I obviously care about their opinion and like I would compromise for them, but like I would maybe say, how about we do not that? Just like, How about a different color of Converse? How about a different Converse? Color? If it was like, okay, how about just black Converse? Black Converse, honestly, that reminds me of Hot Topic Olive. That is true. I just said that, and I was like, how about black and white checkered high tops? <laughs> Studded belt. <laughs> yeah, I would I would do it. You can also, I know, people get them embroidered, so maybe we could get some like Ooh, fancy, like our wedding date put on there, and then... Oh, that's a cute idea. Would that be a deal breaker for you, though, Corby? I don't think so. I don't know. The bright red. Is sure. The bright red as well. Oh, I, I say bright red would not be a deal breaker for me because I think those are super cute. Also, I used to own a pair of bright red Converse, so I think that's probably why they're not a deal breaker. Yeah. I guess I just don't even picture myself in a like wedding. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> like, Let's scratch the surface of that. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, yes. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a deal breaker. I'd prefer, yeah, just like a different color. Maybe just like classic black or something, but what is like white? Maybe I don't know. 
I'm getting hung up on this now. Teal. Oh, sure. Teal. Oh, that teal converse. That'd be cute. Okay, last deal breaker. This person only wears clothing that's branded by a celebrity. So like Demi Lovato for Walmart or like Miley Cyrus for Kmart or stuff like that. It has to be branded by a celebrity. Deal breaker. I just get bad vibes. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> like if like I'm just maybe I I study psychology, so maybe we're going too deep here. But like if that person feels compelled to like only wear things that have brands that's like part of like what they're trying to say about themselves and what does that mean that that's what they're trying to say. It just I get a little bit of the heebie jeebies thinking about someone wearing only Demi Lovato. Oh, that like they need a celebrity endorsement to put this on their body, sort yeah. of thing. All right, so that's all we have today for our fashion podcast here at Mildly Awkward. We want to thank Hannah again, our dear, dear friend Hannah, for coming <laughs> through and being the expert for our us. fashion expert extraordinaire. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It was really fun chatting about all of my expert knowledge because I'm <laughs> definitely an expert. Fantastic. All right, well, uh, I have been your co-host, Maddie. I'm your co-host, Corby. Uh, join us next time. Bye. Bye.